welcome to another daily live webcast called GenCast, the live show that happens Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Today, we're actually going to be talking about thematic Thursday, right? That's our theme for Thursday. We pick one topic to talk about, and we're going to talk about empathy. And the reason why is because we've got uh, the SpillNow.com founder, Heidi Allstop, who is here today. She's here to talk about her startup, Spill. And here's her with her co-founder. We're going to talk about that shortly. Um, Spill allows users to spill about their life anonymously and receive unbiased feedback from their peers. And they just came out with an app version about it. So, Heidi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hi. So, thank Heidi, you for having me, Heidi. You're on. Uh, you're on the West Coast, right? So you're on. You're yes. in San Francisco, but you're originally from the Midwest, uh, and you went to college in Wisconsin. You were saying. Yep. Now, and that's where Spill was really born. So tell us more about Spill and, and the background behind all of it. Yeah, so um, as you said, uh, Spill is a peer support network for um, mainly young adults. So you can go on there and spill about whatever's going on in your life and get advice from peers who have been through a similar situation. So if you're going through a bad breakup or um, having problems with your roommate or you maybe feel homesick, whatever it is, um, you spill about it and within about 24 hours you get a handful of perspectives um, from other people who can relate. So I started it in college. Um, I was just going through a hard time in my personal life. I didn't want to bother my new friends with my personal problems. Um, and I, I remember just thinking, like, everyone has to be going through hard times. We just all keep it bottled up because we're trying to act so tough and cool and grown up in college. Um, and so I uh, came out with this idea, uh, did a student org fair booth, and a bunch of people signed up to be responders and to help me get it off the ground. Um, and from there, it just kind of started spreading. We expanded to a few other campuses. Um, and by the time I graduated, I decided I had to do it full time. Um, and that's where, let's see, about nine months after I graduated, I stayed in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and then we got into Techstars, moved to Boston, um, and that's where it kind of took off. That's crazy. I, so uh, the, okay, well, let's back up a bit. So at one point, this is you building your company all by yourself, right? So it's just you as the sole founder and you're starting this in your college dorm room. So first of all, how are you able to, how are you able to do that? I mean, do you have a, a tech, do you have a coding background? What were you going to school for? No, absolutely not. I actually didn't choose my major until senior year. So <laughs> I was a little, a little delayed on that part. Um, I don't know. I um, I actually the first website was just a Google site, which my mom could make. You know, you just kind of fill in the blanks. Um, and after that, we had won some grant money, so I had just a contractor out of Madison build the first site for me, just a WordPress site. Um, was the but, grant money through your school? Yep. Okay. Just like a few thousand dollars seed money. So, um, but yeah, um, I think for me, uh, the way I like got it off the ground or had time for it was it was kind of a therapeutic activity in itself so by like me pouring my soul into this and like being able to help others I was actually kind of solving my own problems um, and kind of self-medicating it was pretty cool well and so you were actually um so you're starting this website and one of the th articles I forget where it was that I read about it you were saying something along the lines of you were having troubles like you said as a college student you went to the counselor and essentially they said uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks 
Yeah, it was um, the week before finals week, actually, when I was I was going through a breakup and um, actually struggling with depression, all this stuff. And I called them for help, like at the bottom, like my complete low. And they just said, um, you know, we can get you on the waiting list. It'll be about two weeks. And I remember just thinking two weeks from now, it's like the day before Christmas and I'm at home with my family. Like this isn't going to, <laughs> to help me. Um, and in reality, I didn't really want to talk to them. You know, I yeah. wanted a peer's perspective. I didn't want to sit in a room with a counselor. I mean, counseling's great and whatnot, but at that time it wasn't what I was looking for. Well, and so, and Corey brings up, uh, what do if I want, what do I do if I want to spill publicly? Cause this is a common thing when I, especially for young women, I feel like I used to coach a drill team out of uh, college and these girls, you know, 14 to 18 year olds, I would, they'd friend me on Facebook and I'd always be like, Oh gosh, should I really do this? I don't want to see what they're talking about. <laughs> um, and they would go on Facebook and air out, you know, they'd essentially seek, and I, this is, that's like the third time I said, essentially they'd seek <laughs> empathy, uh, from their peers and just spill all their dirty laundry out on onto Facebook out in the public. And so, I mean, why did you, what made you want to do this privately? Because this is something that I think a lot of schools already do, right? This idea where you have a peer group that acts as counselors, where you can yeah. meet with someone, which again is in public, you're seeing your name. Is I mean, what was the reasoning behind keeping it private? Uh, I, I mean, I knew that people wouldn't be real and candid and open like they wouldn't have the right motives if it was public you know when you're spilling on facebook part of it is uh, linking to your identity you know or attention seeking like you're saying um but when you're doing it anonymously kind of you can be yourself you can let the true issues out um and i knew that people in college like a lot of colleges, like you said, have peer-to-peer support groups, but they're in person. They're kind of like group therapy meetings. Um, and a lot of the people I knew wouldn't ever attend something like that because they were just too nervous, too self-conscious. They didn't want to be in a room publicly with other people they didn't know. Um, but if it's something that's accessible from your smartphone or from your laptop, it's a whole different story. Well, okay, so now you, you built this this app that's uh, helping you solve your own problems and helping your student body also solve their problems. And then you met someone, someone, a friend of a friend connected you with Michelle Lee, who is now your co-founder, and she was building something similar. So I, what what made you combine forces? I mean, because you, you brought her on as a co-founder, you, you stuck with the same brand, right? It was always Spill? Yep. Yeah, she um, was working on a company called Mama Bread, and it was essentially the same thing, a safe, um, confidential place where people could get support and empathy and whatnot. Um, She had a lot of college kids in there, and um, it was more, um, I think it was peer-to-peer, but um, like the Mama Bread, the the moderator was kind of the counselor, almost like the um, Dr. Drew or whatever. And she is an amazing marketer, brander. She worked at Apple for a while. um, And that was exactly what I needed in a co-founder. I could do the execution and the fundraising and all that jazz, but I needed someone who knew how to get the word out and make a cool brand that people would actually use. Um, So it was kind of, it was perfect timing. Um, She was about to take another job when we met for coffee. um, And I was about to throw in the towel and say, (laughs) you know, I can't do this alone. So yeah, it was really fate. 
So now you have Michelle on your side, and uh, she, you, the two of you, you have now how many people on your team? Just us, and Just then the a bunch you? of interns. And a lot of people that are helping you, and you're running, you're raising money, money through Indiegogo right now, crowdfunding, and it's to bring on 20 new schools, right? So yep. why do you take that approach too? That was something that interested me. I think it, how much money was it per school to get it something like 400 to $500 a school to really help them or to facilitate spill being on the school? Why do you take it per school? Why do you do it like that? Yeah, um, it's kind of, it's a way for uh, students to band together to make something happen on their campus. Um, so in reality, the $500 dollars is going towards like marketing outreach for them uh, like getting swag and getting everything set up Um, so it's we're facilitating a way for them to fundraise rather than doing pizza sales you know um, or Mm t-shirt sales (laughs) Um, so I mean in the past we actually sold directly to the colleges and they would push it out as kind of a mental health resource Um, the problem is when you do that it feels to the students like it's coming from the man you know yeah so we actually found that they didn't want to use it as much they like it better when it's kind of a grassroots thing going on on their campus um, so yeah that's why the approach has changed to be um, just a smaller fee like really the bare minimum of what they need to get going so now it's an app so it, when did that happen was that just recently Yep, we just launched the mobile app like two days ago, um, which is so exciting. Now um, is we, this all still funded by the the initial Techstars? Uh, yep. Okay. So we got investment from Techstars, and then we raised about six hundred and fifty thousand in angel money a few years ago. Um, it was just covered by the press recently, um, but. Yeah, so still going off of that and then just some like Indiegogo and some um, webinar revenue on the side. Well, all right. So you, you're, I'm assuming a, a good chunk of that went into creating this app because it's a beautiful app too. I was looking through it and it just looks really easy to use. It's definitely something that I think um, the young people <laughs> would be interested in or be cool with um, checking out. So as far as Spill goes, we've had on a couple um, – startups that deal with the idea of sharing online and getting a positive feedback or creating that positive environment. How does Spill keep it positive? Because it feels like if I put something out there, even if it is anonymously, (laughs) that it could have that that potential for some kind of bully coming back and saying, you're a whiner, shut up, or something offensive. So how do you keep it that safe environment? Yeah, um, I think it's really just our initial community that had this kind of strong tribe force that that self-regulated. Um, like I saw someone posted something that was like, follow me at Michelle, whatever, uh, um, on Instagram. And someone wrote back, this isn't a place for that. You know, <laughs> they're, they're very protective. And I think part of it is because most people sign up to be responders first um, and then within a month become spillers themselves. So it's, um, it's kind of they're on both sides of the table and they're not going to let stuff <laughs> stuff go wrong on either side. Uh, they're they're very protective but yeah I mean there's always a potential for bullying or for inappropriate comments Um, people can flag things as inappropriate and if it's flagged um, three times it actually removes the comment and puts the person on pause or freezes their account Um, so there are little kind of self-regulating ways in there and how long have you been doing this too by the way um since 2009 wow so 
I mean, you've had years of listening to feedback and hearing what people want, so I'm sure the app is really made to the community so they feel like they have ownership over it too. Is that safe to say? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's super simple. It's um, from the app, we wanted you to be able to spill, respond, and read spills, you know? And so there are no other frills in there. And it's very it's very first edition, but it's doing the job, and I'm, I've been really happy about the response so far so now you're also um so you're you're dealing with college campuses now and then you said you're bringing it to high schools on the indiegogo campaign but you also have i saw you mentioned something about an area for entrepreneurs to spill anonymously and allow people to give them feedback is the feedback anonymous as well yeah you can have a, a pen name so if you want to kind of build up a following or whatever you can do that but um in in general, it's anonymous. Well, and I thought that was a great idea because over the summer, I think it was last summer, we saw the Tumblr, you know, that anonymous Tumblr blog that came out that the guy was saying, I've got, what was it, a month to live or something yeah. like that. And then his company was going to close and he shared anonymously. And I feel like that was very therapeutic for him. But at the same time, wouldn't it have been awesome if he could have gotten feedback straight back, but it was on his Tumblr, so it wasn't as conducive except for like the the you know the articles that were written in response to it so I thought that was an awesome idea but you also are building something for military and now YFE has a very strong military wife following so what is what are, what are your plans to with spill now and spill now.com in the military yeah so um, I mean we need to get more funding in order to launch this but um, we want to make a a few groups, uh, a group for veterans to connect around things they're going through, a group for um, active duty service men and women, and then a group for um, their spouses. And we had a veteran intern um, last summer just do research. The entire summer he just did research on what the best military spill would be. And he interviewed about 500 um, veterans and 70% of them said they would use it if it was a place for only veterans. Um, their concern really is that it's a closed community, their stuff isn't publicly, uh, publicly published on the internet, and that they're only getting advice from fellow veterans. So in order to do that, we have to go through some verification steps to um, let people into the community, which will take a little, a little more time and resources. Can you apply for government funding if you do that? <laughs> yes, um, it's just going to be a long, strenuous process. Yeah, I, I know. I was in hosting and hearing people talk about, especially if you're in military and you're hosting military information, just the server requirements that you have to go through. While it's very lucrative, at the same time, it's a huge headache. So, good luck yeah. with that. It seems like an awesome idea as far as serving the the military community because you hear about so many things that are going on with like the mental instability of what happens when they come back. So uh, the last part I wanted to ask about, because we also have a, a large following of counselors, um, you know, life coaches, that type of a thing that deal with either young women or people that are going through issues in their lives. So how would they be able to, I mean, is there any point in, in Spill that you, you help people get connected with professional help? Yeah, so um, I mean, for crisis-related situations, we do get people in touch with crisis lines, obviously. Um, but for um, kind of the gray area where it's like it, you should be dealing with a professional, we don't currently have any referrals. Um, but I've been wanting to build out kind of a place where people could go through a list of accredited counselors. Um, the only issue is that about 
think it was 60% of our users said they use Spill because they want a peer's perspective. So it's like, um, if we create a counselor community, I'm not sure it would get used as much as it should. Um, but any, I guess, any counselors or life coaches that are interested in either doing a blog post on there or, um, I don't know, just connecting around how we can get them out to the audience um, and better serve our audience, um, you're welcome to email me, Heidi at spillnow.com. All right, and Heidi, to end, what's your advice? Because you've raised, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're helping support the youth in America. You have all these grand ideas for moving spill forward, and you seem very passionate and persistent. So what's your advice for your fellow young female entrepreneurs that are just getting started? Um, man, one piece of advice. You're like, where um, can I start? Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say it, it sounds funny, but anchor high. Um, I think a lot of us, uh, as females, we tend to undershoot ourselves, whether it's in expecting a salary or expecting what you can raise or saying, you know, I, I couldn't ever start a company. But I think if we set higher hopes and anchor higher for ourselves, we're going to do a lot better. Uh, you just have to kind of go into the meetings or go into the interviews just knowing you can have it. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Well, thank you for that, Heidi. And thank you so much for coming on and talking about Spill. Where can people find out more about the apps, the site, and all the things that you're doing? Yeah, you can go to spillnow.com um, to check out the website. Otherwise, if you just search Spill in the App Store or in Google Play Store, um, it should pop right up there. Fantastic. All right, Heidi, well, thank you again for showing up this morning. It was so nice to have you. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, so everyone, will you leave? Um, you, we, we, blah, 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 blah. I need more coffee. <laughs> You've been watching the daily live webcast called GenCast that happens Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern here on YFVLive.com. Make sure that you sign up for our emails at yfv.me forward slash mail to stay in the loop with everything YFV. Tonight we have another live show. It's a 30-minute show at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern here on YFVLive.com. It's YFV Chat. And our guest is Danny J from The Sweaty Betty. She has over 100,000 followers on Facebook. She's going to tell us about the evolution of getting, acquiring that fan, um, whatever you call it, following, and how she's monetized it. So show up tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, here on yflive.com. This has been Jennifer Dono. Hope to see you back here again soon.